Welcome back to the Two Months Podcast presented by Sheena Boychuk Real Estate. I'm your host, Joshua Marshall. Uh, we have a very uh, special guest uh, joining us early this morning here Friday, uh, Friday morning. So we're looking forward to uh, having Brent Sutter back on with us, the owner and general manager of the Red Deer Rebels and uh, a two-time Stanley Cup champion in himself uh, with the uh, New York Islanders. So uh, you know, played uh, over 18 seasons in the National Hockey League for the Chicago Blackhawks and the New York Islanders. So, uh, uh, and went on to win three Canada Cups. So the resume is great. Uh, over uh, 400 games as a head coach in the NHL, two um, great junior coach. Um, obviously, coached the best world junior team in history, and that was the 2005 team uh, with Sidney Crosby and the uh, the cast that they had there. Um, so yeah, Sutter's back on with us for his third visit. So looking forward to, to this interview and I uh, hope everyone else is too. So uh, a great way to end a, a really good week for our podcast in terms of uh, some of the guests that we had on and the conversations that we had. Uh, so uh, we, uh, we appreciate your support and uh, you know, like, and subscribe to us on YouTube, uh, you know, on any of the other platforms that you guys listen to us. Uh, even if you want, give us a review. Uh, we appreciate any kind of feedback at all. Uh, good, uh, good constructive criticism is, uh, is anything, any, any criticism is good. So, uh, take it in any which way you possibly can. So, uh, uh, thanks to, to Brent for joining us. Uh, without further ado, we're going to get to our interview now with, uh, Brent Sutter from the Red Deer Rebel. <laughs> Our NHL news and notes segment is brought to you by Sheena Boychuk. Yes, you heard that last name right. That's Sheena Boychuk. As a licensed realtor, Sheena has you covered to buy and sell your home in this hot market. She also offers home consulting services to help you upgrade your living space. Check out her website out at SheenaBoychuk.com and tell her the Two Mods podcast sent you. Realty by design, your design approach to real estate. Coach Rupper here from Two Mods. Thanks for tuning in to the podcast. Now let's grab a knee. Have I got a deal for you. We have teamed up with Manscaped and we can save you some big time coin this upcoming NHL season. Guys, are your sticks and pucks getting hairy in the corners? And gals, is your goalie still using horsehair coopers? Well, let's wake up. Use the code 2MUTS to save 20% plus free shipping on Manscaped products. Listen. We all love to score, and we all want to win the cup. Why not do it on a fresh, clean, smooth sheet of ice? That way we all win. Manscaped is the only way to go. Again, the code is 2MUTS to save 20% plus free shipping on Manscaped products. Now let's bring it in. Manscaped on three. One, two, three. Mutz fans, uh, our next guest is back with his third visit. Uh, he's won two Stanley Cups with the New York Islanders. He's played uh, over 1,000 uh, games in the National Hockey League, uh, 18, 18 years with the, uh, the Islanders and the Chicago Blackhawks. He's won three Canada Cups. He's the president and general manager of the Red Deer Rebels. We'd like to welcome back to the Two Months Podcast, Brent Sutter. Brent, how's it going? It's going well, thanks, bud. How are you doing? I'm good. I'm good. You know, awesome. just enjoying a nice week off, and we've had a really good episodes these weeks. So it's nice to finish this off with uh, a stand-up person in yourselves, and uh, I appreciate you coming back on with us. And um, I guess we'll kind of talk about your team before we kind of get into some other some great great topics. But uh, I know it hasn't been the road trip that you guys wanted, but you guys got uh, two big games uh, coming up this weekend. One tonight, it's Nickelodeon night, and you guys will be doing a silent auction for the uh, 
for the the great charities that you guys work with and that's the uh the children miracle uh network so how uh how excited are you for tonight's game uh you know against a, a really good opponent in a well but uh, the season's been a, a pretty good uh, success too brent well i'll start with the season i mean obviously we didn't start off as well as we would have liked with the quality of team that we felt we had um uh, we just seem to struggle in certain areas, uh, you know, and, and, you know, you bring in new head coach, new new assistant coach, uh, things are a little different uh, and it took some time for everybody to adjust. Uh, uh, you know, Derek came from down east from the OHL and he was assistant coach in Peterborough for the last uh, six years. And then uh, uh, just, the, you know, adjusting to our league, the travel, uh, just first time head coach, uh, the way we play out here, uh, the way we play inside our own hockey team, it just took him some time. And, um, but by middle November, we were, we were on our, we got going and, you know, until we went on this last road trip, you know, it was, uh, you know, we, I forget what we were, we didn't, we lost two shootout games in, in uh month of January. And, uh, and everything else we, you know, we had won. And uh, so, and we had a good month of December too. So, um, and the end of November. So, you know, we went on the trip and, and yet, yet it's like, like explained to the coaches and the players yesterday, you know, it, it's, I've been in their shoes. I get it. Uh, you know, when you get on a run, like we've been on um, for, you know, almost two months, you, you probably win some games down the stretch of it where you probably in normal circumstances uh you won the one um you know just little details weren't good in our game our specialty teams weren't as good um but we were still finding ways to win which was a good thing and yet it does catch up to you at some point and when we were on the road trip you're playing some very very good teams in the in the eastern division and uh then you get drilled between the eyes and uh it's a big wake-up call and so in, I look at it that way. I look at more of the positive side of it. It's going to be now how we respond to it and work ourselves out of it. And hopefully it'll make us better down the stretch here. And, uh, uh, but you're leading into this weekend. I mean, every game is a big game for us. Obviously with Moose John Medicine Hat, it's, uh, you know, in Medicine Hat, we're fighting for first in division with them. And then with uh, Moose Jaw, you know, it's fighting for that top, top in staying within the top four and top three in the in the league and uh so in our in our conference so and get home ice advantage in the opening round so it's it's good it's a good test for our kids uh every game's a challenge in this league there's no easy games so you know in obviously tonight with the jersey night and stuff like that it's uh it's a pretty cool night happening yeah it definitely is uh in your years of hockey and how long you've been involved in the game how uh how important is to face some adversity brent and throughout the journey of a season uh to, you know to kind of make it uh you know when you do face that adversity in the playoffs that you can lean on maybe something that happened in the season how important is that well you know i guess at the end of the day you, you, you don't want to never break, had adversity yeah. Yeah. right but yeah. but but everybody does. And, and yet, like, you know, like I talk to the players all the time about it and in the staff and, you know, it, adversity happens in life. Right. And it's just how you deal with it. And, uh, and with these kids, you learn at a young age and uh, yes, it's just a sport and it's a game, but there's still, 
ups and downs and peaks and valleys in it. It's just how you handle everything and try to stay even keel with it and manage it the right way, think it through properly, use each other to lean on, um, help each other out through it. Uh, when, you know, whether an individual is struggling or, or in, in this, you know, in, in the game of hockey, team struggle at times, uh, you know, you got to stay upbeat about it. You got to hold your chest out and head high and keep forging ahead and, uh, and stay, try to stay positive with it. And, um, you know, and like I said, it, in a, in a team sport, you really got to lean on each other. And, uh, and I, you know, again, I talked to the team about that a lot and, and just not, you know, on ice stuff, but, you know, push each other off the ice to be better, whether it's in the gym or, you know, fitness training, whatever it may be, um, you know, try to try to help each other out to get better every day. Yeah. Um, where are you at with the game right now, uh, Brent, on, you know, the skill and the development side? We're just seeing, you know, this game uh, getting so much better with with skills and, and you know, plays like that. And, you know, still having the appetite for the guys that are like the, you know, the Kobe Armstrongs, the Colin Frazier's, um, you know, how and, you know, obviously seeing guy like Brandon Hagel kind of go through the yeah. rigors and then turning into a great pro. How uh, were you at with the game in the junior level and now transitioning over to the pro level, too? Well, the game has certainly changed in the last even half a dozen years. Uh, you know, you can look back, you know, 10, 12, 15 years ago, the game was played a little bit different. But, um, you know, I you adjust and you adapt to it. Uh, you know, I, when I was funny, when I was coaching in NHL back in the, in the, you know, from 2007, 2012, at that point in time, the game was changing and it was getting faster and, uh, uh, and players were bigger, but faster and more skilled. And, um, and the guys that were a little bit older, they were, they were having a harder time adjusting to that and adapting to that. But, um, but, you know, you make adjustments and, you know, something we stress here, we definitely want to be a quick team, uh, you know, have as much skill as you can on it, but you still need to have the other, the other ingredients too. And, uh, you know, character to go with that and guys that really care and good teammates and all everything else involved. And, um, you know, so it's, uh, <laughs> it, it's changed, but, you know, there's certainly a lot more skill. The game is quick in today's game and and a lot of it has to do with you know the game changed a lot when they took the red line out yeah um you know that uh that made a big difference in, in the game uh, transition games and everything that changed and created more speed and um but you know at the end of the day it's still you got to have that inside you to want to push through things right and uh in because it, it is a competitive environment when you get into a game you're you know, there's you're playing against an opposition that wants the same thing you want. So it's the ones that want a little bit more. And you know, I think Nazem Kadri said it best, and it's crazy a saying, but it's so true. Uh, when he talked about the Flames that night when they beat Boston, that yeah. you know, you you can be a bunch of hyenas and they can take down a lion. Yeah. And uh, yeah. and and yet you still need a little bit of you know, hockey sense in it. You need, you need, you need skill in it. And, uh, but if you work well together as a group, you know, it's like our team, like I tell our players that there might be teams out there, especially with the trades that were made at the trading deadline that are leading up to it, that they might be a little more highly in, you know, they might have that high end skill, but it's going to be your will and want that's got to get you through those 
through those times. And there's a lot of times that teams will persevere in those situations. So, you know, we, we, uh, we just got to stay on track here. Yeah. And you have a great leader in Kai Uchez. Uh, can you talk about kind of the leadership skills that he has, uh, you know, obviously filling in for, uh, for a great player in Jaden Groob last year and, and obviously, uh, group doing a great job with the uh, Bakersfield Condors this year, but um, you know, talk about Uchez and you know what he brings and in, into your your team every night and having the season he's having right now. Well, you know, there's it. It's just not the on ice; it's the off ice. The way he the way he's been with you know in the community, uh, you know, he's willing to do whatever needs to be done, uh, you know, and uh, he's. He's just a player that, you know, obviously learned from the past and yet he's, uh, he's grown up a lot. Um, he puts it on his shoulders. He wants to be held accountable. He holds his teammates accountable, uh, doing everything right. Uh, you know, and again, he's learned from the past and it's made him a better person. And, uh, and he's been, like I said, at the start of the year, our team ticks off him. Right. And, uh, and because he is just one of those players that, uh, and, and a person, the way he's grown up and matured, um, that, uh, guys do, uh, do lean on and, uh, you know, and until you're in the environment and see it, it's, uh, you know, it's pretty remarkable how far he's come in the last, you know, three years. And, uh, and that's a credit to him, but it's also a credit to the organization and everybody involved in helping him and, uh, and he's been, uh, he's been a very, very, uh, I guess, as far as leadership is concerned, at a high standard, and it's been outstanding to see. Yeah, and you've been around a lot of them for sure, and obviously wore that that captaincy throughout your your career too. Um, you got a good pairing in Karma Karma Carmichael and uh, Lindgren. Uh, can you talk about what the with those two guys? I know it's a whole team effort, but. Uh, you know, the, the chemistry that they've had as, as of late and throughout the year. And obviously, uh, you know, we talked about Lingren last time we had you on and, you know, him being drafted, but, uh, you know, that pair is, uh, seems to be pretty good and you got a tall defenseman on the back end too, with good reach. Well, you know, it's, 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 you know, like all players, they go up, up peaks and valleys throughout a year and, you know, and, and coaching staff try to get the most out of every individual and uh you know we've we've changed our pairings up a little bit on our on the team uh throughout the year the only probably steady pair has been has been uh Weir and Fabrizi um and yet there's nights where they've struggled too so you know but they you know we expect a lot from our defense because it is an older defense we expect them to play the game the right way and as you get older it becomes more there becomes more accountability put on you and uh and, you know, we expect a lot from those guys and, and rightly so, because they're all guys been in the league for three, four five years. So um, it's a good D, um, you know, pairings can fluctuate a little bit from time to time, just, you know, way guys are feeling or playing or whatever. It's got to be a feel that the staff has. And uh, uh, right now uh, with Lindgren and Carmichael together, it uh, gives us a pretty sound, sound uh, pairing. Um, as long as they play the game the right way, yeah. right, and uh, they do things the right way. Yeah, I know for sure. It's a it's fun to watch. Like I like junior hockey is is really awesome. We're close with Vernon Fiddler and his kid, uh, obviously playing for the Oil Kings this year, and seeing kind of yeah. the the foot speed and you know the development that he has in his first year in the Western Hockey League. Um, 
you know, is, is, is great to see. And obviously you speaking of, uh, of, of an older decor, uh, Fabrizi, uh, got a nice goal the other night. Can you talk kind of about his poise and, you know, the all around game that he, uh, he brings to you guys? Well, you know, he's, he's has his ups and downs for sure. I mean, it's, uh, you know, with fabric still work in progress, he's a big, big man. And, uh, when he plays that way, he's very, very effective. Um, you know, and, uh, uh, he can be an intimidating factor out there in a sense, just with his long reach and he's a big body and, um, and he's got to, he's got to play with a little bit of bite in his game, a little bit of edge. And when he, when he doesn't, his game struggles yeah. and, uh, and yet he's still a young guy trying to find that niche exactly what he is as a player. And, uh, but we think he's taking strides. Um, you know, we, we do expect a lot from him, um. You know, he's in next year, he'll be going this year. He's his third year. Next year will be his fourth year in the league. So, you know, we need him to be a to be a good player for us down the stretch here. Yeah. Um, let's talk about your second line uh, centered by Ollie Josephson. Uh, you know, the uh, the chemistry that maybe his line has had, um, you know, throughout the year. And, and obviously, as you say, there's ups and downs. But uh, what he's been able to kind of bring in that line has been able to bring to you guys um, throughout the throughout the season. Well, Ole plays a 200-foot game. Um, you know, it's something that, I, and that's a credit to Steve Conowalczyk, our ex-head coach and his staff for the last year where we had a meeting at the start of the year, and I, and I told the coaching staff that, you know, Ole was 16 years of age, but make him our third-line center, and, and that's where he plays. You never take him out of the lineup. You never move him to the fourth line. Make him become a very responsible player five on five. And as the season goes on, allow him to play penalty kill and and then get deeper in the season, put him in some PP situations. And he grew as a player and, and the leadership has uh, been up, you know, outstanding for us. And, and he's such a great, great young man. Um, you know, he cares very deeply about his game and about the team. Um, you know, and you know what you're going to get from Ole every night, right? And yeah. uh, and the offense there will come with him. Uh, he just it's he's getting chances, he's getting opportunities. Uh, it's just you know that part of the game. It's just maturing a little bit more with that. Um, but his wingers, his winger that's played with him all years, you know, has been Brigley, and Brigley's played well. And uh, and that pair we've kept together. We've kind of rotated the left side a little bit, whether it's been Bernie or Latimer or uh, uh, right now they're playing with Caitlin Lind. Uh, so it's, uh, it's been kind of maybe a little bit of revolving door there yeah. with the pair. Um, but that's okay. Uh, you know, I, I'm a still believer in, and you try to work with pairings and, uh, whether it's, uh, you always talk about it on the back end, but I kind of look at the forward group too. And, um, if a line is going, leave them together. If something's struggling, you know, leave the pair that you think is very sound that work well together, leave them together and try to fit something in it that, you know, that works. So that line's been good. Yeah. Yeah, it definitely has been. And, uh, Kaylin Lynn obviously drafted just recently here. Um, you know, how excited are you to see his throw his development with your organization and, you know, the, the, you know, the player he's turned into off the ice, but also what he has done, uh, on the ice as well too. Well, Kaylin's a great, really good young man. Um, you know, he's, uh, competes hard, uh, plays hard. Um, it's still just finding his game. Right. And, uh, as far as exactly what he's going to be as a player, you know, he's got a skill set um, that's 
very high. Um, so, but it's just with, with Kaylin, it's, it's, you know, having that line that you can't cross of being on the edge. Right. And, uh, with discipline and, you know, and he's still got to get bigger and stronger, you know, to play professional hockey, it's a big man's game. And, uh, and you play the way Kalen plays and he has to play that way to be effective. Um, you know, he's going to have to continue to work on, on his body and make himself, you know, stronger that way. Um, but, you know, he's, he's, uh, he's a very good hockey player and, uh, you know, we're excited that, I mean, obviously we, we probably won't have him after his 19 year old season. He's a signed in shell player. So, yeah. you know, we, we expect him to be a very good player down the stretch for us this year and, and into next season too. Yeah. No, it'll be, uh, it'll be fun to, fun to watch for sure. Um, where are you at with your goaltending? How excited and, uh, you know, grateful and, in you know, in a way of, you know, looking at the development that you have in the back end, uh, in net and, you know, and how important that position is, you know, uh, of setting your team up to succeed here. Well, you know, it doesn't really matter what league you're in, uh, what team you're on, uh, what team you have, you have to have goaltending to be, to be a team that's reckoned with or going to be effective. Uh, goaltending gives your goaltending is everything about confidence for the group. And, uh, when the group feels confident with your goalie, uh, you play better. Uh, um, you just seem to, you know, you've just seemed like you find a way in your game that, that uh, you never have to cheat on. And if there is mistakes made, uh, you know, you know, the goalie is going to be there to, to make the big save for you. And it's huge. Um, you know, our goaltending has been really good. You know, uh, you know, Stos came off a uh, uh, tough injury last year down the stretch and a knee injury and he missed the last part of the year. And then, uh, and then, uh, you know, he, he missed basically all training camp. Um, and then, then he got going and he had a, he had a, I guess, a high when he first came back and he kind of flatlined, which he, which to be quite honest, I wasn't surprised. Um, cause it happens with most guys. I, I, I've had that injury. Yeah. Uh, you're excited to get back and, and then all of a sudden it's kind of like you hit a wall and you got to get through that or over that. And, um, and he's still finding his way a little bit with that, but he, it's certainly coming with them. Um, and then, you know, Watsky's been outstanding for us. You know, he's, uh, you know, he's, he's come in start of the year. He was kind of, it was kind of like a battle with Stos and then, uh, we were playing who was going, but then in the last probably month or so, or month and a half, he's really taken a big step and he's becoming a very, very, uh, good goaltender in this league. Yeah. That's awesome. Um, we'll kind of change gears a bit, obviously stick with the, you know, the development side and what's kind of the training that goes off the ice. But uh, I know uh, in the past and currently you guys still do some work with Sheldon Kennedy with his respect group, um, you know, and how important that is the education and, and the respect that you have for your peers and for the people that are around you and you're in, and in your community. Um, can you kind of talk about the, the training that you guys done in that program? And then also maybe the additional training that you guys do amongst yourselves, um, you know, uh, in your own or organization of, you know, as these young men come into your organization, uh, you're also making them, uh, you know, great hockey players, but also great human beings too. Well, you know, respect in sport is, uh, you know, and that's kind of what the model we use. Um, 
Um, and it involves a lot of different things. Uh, but, you know, it, it's something that you got to continue to stay on. It's something that, you know, that it's got to be ingrained in these players. Um, you know, it's, it's unfortunate that it, it kind of, when they get to our level, it kind of gets thrown on our lap. And, uh, you know, and I wish there was more training with it through the minor hockey systems as they coming up. Um, uh, and I believe there can be, you just need to have people that are more committed to doing it. Um, uh, you know, and yet, you know, you're dealing with kids that might be, you know, eight, nine, 10 years of age, but, you know, again, it's, it's, it's really important for our society, yeah. right. And, uh, uh, in general. So, um, you know, so we, we do have a lot of different programs that we run. We, we have worked with Sheldon in the past and we continue to do so. Um, you know, there's so many different programs that fall under the respect and sport side of it. And, and we try to nail every one of them. Uh, and it can't be just a one-off. It's gotta be something that's discussed a lot. We try to, meet with our players throughout the year at different times we try like once a month or whatever and just go through things with them and talk to them about it and uh and if they got any things that anything that they want to talk about um you know it's uh and it varies in different at different levels um but i'll tell you what it's been uh it's been really good for for these players and and we address it right at training camp um when the all the players uh and parents are here um you know we'll have a hundred and some people in uh you know we'll do a uh just a talk on it and a video session with them and stuff like that and go through it all so everyone knows when they come to the rebels this is what it's about and this is how it is and and this is what we do in the western hockey league and the way it has to be done um and you know, and then we follow up on it throughout the year. And so, um, and you stay on top of it and you'll talk to the kids about it before they go home and in the summer too, because it's, um, you know, it's important to the summers that they don't, you know, go sideways and uh, um, get off track um, with the different things that uh, that's discussed. Yeah. Um, in those workshops that you guys do, because I can attest to the kind of the ones that I put on through my work, um, you know, there's, there's always, uh, you know, sometimes people aren't as open to talk, uh, talk in an open setting, but, uh, do you find in those workshops, maybe something a little bit afterward, you know, the relationship and the friendship and this built a little bit bigger, maybe if someone comes to, you, you know, in a, in a private setting, obviously what they say in private is private, but is, you know, cause what I found in, in the situation I'm in Brent in construction is, you know, standing in front of a lunchroom of, you know, you know, three, 400 workers kind of talking about respect in the workplace and, and that, uh, you know, several times when I open myself up to be vulnerable of, of what I've went through in my life, um, it, it as give you a sense to kind of, for someone to come to you, not in that open setting, but in a private setting, but how, um, you know, for you, how important is that? If you've seen that, um, you don't have to name names, obviously, but you know, the importance of just, you know, building that relationship longer, because I feel in these workshops, you know, it's just not a one, one off kind of thing. You guys are obviously doing them throughout the year. And, um, you know, those, those relationships are built for a lifetime in a way too, where, you know, you're going to have these, 
these young men be friends forever. Um, and, you know, and just something that's very special. Can I kind of touch on that a little bit if you can? Well, you know what I, you know, I'm a big believer that you win it and you have to set a path and provide the leadership on that. And what we have found has been really important is let the players after that's in place, then let the players take it and lead with it. Yeah. Right. And in a forum setting, um, once players talk, they're, they're more at ease with each other talking about things. And, uh, and, you know, and, and it's really good to have, to have the players take the leadership on it and and whether it's your leadership group or maybe it might just be a group of players and then let them um lead the way in that and yet you're kind of you know whether it's myself or uh we designate two people in inside of our staff to oversee it all and um uh, and they do an outstanding job with it and and then the players know that you know that if anything comes up that they can go to those guys or, uh, or maybe a teammate might notice something um, with one of his teammates and, uh, you know, and they'll bring it to our attention. And my door is always open in my office to the players. It's, you know, it's funny. It's a coach is a coach. They may not want to tell you everything. Yeah. But now <clears throat> my relationship with the players being a GM now, um, instead and removing the coaching away out of it and being strictly the GM and the owner of the team, there's more of a open dialogue there and they know they can come up and talk to me about things anytime they wish. Uh, um, you know, these, these kids are like your own, correct? And, uh, they sure um, are. and they just got to feel like they got to be at ease to be able to do that. But in a group setting, I think it's imperative. It's very important to allow the players to take the lead on that. You've provided the direction, the path. You can be there to even continue to give them some direction through it and stuff like that, but really let them take it within the group and and um, lead the way in that, right? And and that's and then it makes the players more at ease to to talk about it. And it's it'd be like an employee in a business. Like, let's just use your construction business for an example. If you're in a forum setting, you've got a bunch of different people in there. If you're the one always doing the talking, right, it, after a while, it gets mute, right? Like, they just shut you out, right? So, but if you let you let the group interact, they feel more comfortable. And it's like it's like being in a counseling session when it, with a group of 10 people and you might be the counselor but then you let the individuals and then after time they they feel comfortable talking about things and uh and they might not always bring up absolutely everything but then they know that they got someone to go to which is myself or one of the other two people that hey you know i i need to discuss this or i want to i i need to get some help in this and 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 then it's up to us to to make sure that to do whatever it takes to make sure that you know they get the help they need in whatever area it may be so and we got a, a great support staff in red you're here to help us with that kind of stuff so it's been uh it's been really good our model here has been really good yeah 
it has and anyone that knows the organization and knows the pedigree that you know the individuals the, the players that that come out of your organization you know there's countless stories of you know obviously the goal is to make the national hockey league but there sometimes that's not and some of these other great guys, great players that have been in your organization have turned uh you know their careers into something else in business or whatever and uh they got all that from you guys you know so um I, uh, I appreciate that a lot. You know, the very, I have a lot of respect for the Sutter family um, and uh, for what you guys have done for junior hockey in Western Canada and, uh, you know, the pedigree that you put forward with. Um, I do, I uh, will do, do transition over to some, maybe a little bit NHL talk. I know it'll be kind of easy to, to do that now or maybe hard, but uh, I think what we just talked about was important and something I really want to pick your brain yeah. on. But um, so I appreciate your comments there on that, Brent, and very well said. Um, just the the teams here in Alberta, it, you know, it's hard not to watch both of them. Obviously, you coached for uh, for the Calgary Flames, and and uh, you know the teams are right here. But uh, we'll start with the Flames and kind of what you see for their season so far. Obviously, some guys uh, being traded as of late, but uh, you know, two big wins these last few nights, and uh, um, where where you're at with uh, kind of seeing their development and seeing uh, you know Ryan Huska as a first year coach, and obviously you had Craig Conroy and in, in your uh, fold too when he was. Uh, you know, a player and now being a general manager. Well, I know, I know both of them. Obviously yeah. I, I, uh, I coached Connie and then I'd, uh, um, you know, when I was coaching there, he was an assistant GM. And, uh, so, you know, I know him pretty well, obviously. Yeah. So, and, you know, I'm not surprised that, you know, obviously there's tough decisions to make on it, uh, moving forward as an organization. And, uh, I mean, I got great ownership in Calgary, awesome people, um, you know, but I, you, you do know that there's, you know, it is a business at that level and, uh, you know, and yes, you, you're trying to win every game hundred percent. Um, but when players become unrestricted free agents or are going to become unrestricted free agents and, and if they're not willing to commit to something that from an organizational standpoint that works, as far as contract status, um, then you have to move on, whether you're winning or losing. All right, that that's just smart. That's that's running your team the smart way, right? And uh, and players know that too. Um, and so you know what happens with a couple of these guys moving forward with the Flames. Uh, you know you can see they're trying to trying to work the young players in, and Ryan has done a great job with that. Um, you know they're playing with a lot of emotion, a lot of intensity. Uh, uh, you know, it's they seem like they're having fun playing the game, which is very important too. Um, and you know, we'll just see how it unfolds from there, from now till you know, till the trading deadline. Um, you know, I certainly watch it a lot. Um, yeah. You know, I, you know, I, I have a lot of respect for Connie and uh, and the management staff there, and obviously, uh, you know, I know Ryan. I've uh, coached against him. Uh, uh, he's a very good coach, a young coach, up and coming guy. So. Um, you know, they, they, there's, you know, there's a lot of excitement there for sure. And, uh, um, you know, and, and I know everybody wants to win every game. It's just the business you're in. You're trying to win the Stanley cup every year, but yeah. there's also, you you got to have reality and expectations too. And, uh, and they're in a certain part of their, of, of time inside their organization. They're trying to work younger players in and trying to grow their team. And, uh, and re, you might say 
stock the shelves a little bit with picks and stuff like that. And because in the model today, it's no different in our level. Um, you have to develop, you got to draft well and you got to develop from within for sure. hundred percent. Um, you know, and I'm, I'm a big believer in that. I, I, you know, I, what other teams do, I can't worry about, right. It's, it's, it's something you, you focus in on your own team and, and your own organization, what you need to do. And, uh, um, and, you know, the flames are at that point where, you know, they're, they're, there's always tough decisions to make and there's tough decisions to be made from now to the trading deadline, but um, the organization and the future of the organization is always going to come first and foremost. Yeah. Um, over the very well said, and over the last couple of years, I got to know Michael Backlund and we had him here on our podcast and uh, he spoke very glowingly about you and very high about you. Uh, even, even Daryl too, um, you know, obviously him uh, being the second most uh, carry flame best player of all time just right under Jerome McGinley um you know the progression that uh, Michael's had throughout his career and you know how uh it he seemed like you have a little smirk there and happy about that in a way of like being proud of a, a guy that you've uh, helped mold and you know you guys uh, as a setter tree you guys drafted and developed him how uh, how excited are you to talk about him and seeing what he's done in his career here well you know with back it's funny you know he was just a young player when I was coaching him yeah and uh you know, and they, he, there's so much growth there, right? He was smart. He, you know, there's, it was just maturing as a player. Like it, it's hard to come to the National Hockey League as a young guy. And, and, you know, there's a lot of expectations early. And for me, it was, uh, with back, it was allowing him to mature as a player, grow, continue to grow as a person. Um, you, you know, I'm not surprised at all to see where he's at and what he's done and, and to be behind Jerome and, and as far as, you know, history of the Flames and, uh, um, you know, and, you know, when I, when he signed, when he signed here this past summer, I wasn't shocked by that. You yeah. know, he's a, he's a very loyal guy. Um, uh, you know, his first wish was to stay in Calgary. Um, obviously being captain of the team, which isn't surprising either. Um, you know, but when I coached him, he was just a young guy trying to find his way, you know, getting his feet wet through it. And, uh, he had some great leaders around him, uh, some veteran players around him and you just had to let him grow. Right. And, uh, but at the same time, let, you know, teach him the proper way, how to play the game, develop in the right way. Um, you know, he was certainly going to outlast me there. Yeah. So, uh, <laughs> you know, so it's, uh, uh, you know, and so it's, it's, it's it's fun to see that and, and and see his game today and how he's playing and uh he's a great 200 foot player very smart and uh his little details to the game are very good um you know and seeing him in, you know is going through his relationship with his wife and everything that and as that grew and stuff like that i think it's all pretty cool so and uh, i'm obviously very happy for michael yeah, the Kling Clancy Award last year was uh, was pretty sweet to see to you. Well deserved for him and his wife uh, Phaedra. But uh, we'll finish up on the Oilers here. Uh, you know, Mooner, he's the, the 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 guy that set this interview up a couple of years ago to first get connected with you. And a uh, uh, great person he is. Uh, I do work with the uh, Maple Leaf Athletic Club, and obviously he's an alumni there, so uh, we do have that kind of bond. But uh, you know, what you saw, the Oilers, obviously pretty impressive to have 16 straight wins in the National Hockey League at this juncture of the season and uh, at any time. But um, 
you know, where, uh, where they're at here and, you know, and how excited it is to kind of watch like Connor and Leon and some of those other great guys over there too. Uh, it's pretty, you know what, it's pretty cool to see, um, you know, it's, uh, you know, and they had a tough start, obviously, and that's obviously well documented and, uh, um, and yet they've, they've certainly found their way through it and they kept their heads to the grindstone. And unfortunately there was, um, you know, there's had to be some changes made, um, but that is the the nature of the beast, nature of the business. And, uh, um, and the players have certainly responded to it and have played very, very well. I mean, I, I watch as many Oilers and Flames games as I can. I mean, you know, I love to see, you know, the, both these teams be successful there in our province and uh, it's professional yeah. hockey and, um, and obviously being involved at that level, you you certainly keep tabs on it and watch a lot of different games every night and uh and yeah if the others and flames are playing they're usually the first ones now that son brandon's not playing uh they're the, they're the first games that I always go to to watch so yeah. um yeah. you know so you know the Oilers say listen to get on a run like they had it's pretty remarkable right and uh you know and you, you look how and it, there's a lot of hard work put into that. It just doesn't happen, right? And, it's, and again, it's a very competitive uh, lot of parity in the National Hockey League. And uh, and to see them win 16 in a row like that, and uh, and you know, and they're 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 not going away. Let's put it that way. Like yeah. they, you know, when you have the quality of players they have, um, you know, it, it's it was going to turn around. It was just win and and. Uh, and it certainly has. And, you know, I don't believe it'll affect them that they lose that seventh, you know, game 17. I think they'll just, you know, carry right on and push right through. I mean, you see where they're at now, you know, they're sitting third in their division, um, you know, and they're, you know, they're not going to, they're not going to go away. It's just going to continue to grow and get better. When you have the quality of players they have, um, Makes you know, and right? it's, it's huge, right? And, and, you know, Skinner's played very well for them. Uh, so, you know, I, I'm excited for the Oilers and, you know, I know, I know son Brandon went to their training camp this year and stuff there. And unfortunately he had a, he had, a, um, a little bit of a setback that he had to, you know, being com coming from missing a year and a half or two years, I guess, two years of hockey with long COVID. And then, you know, he, it forced him to have to re you know, call quits and retire from the game. But, uh. But the Oilers, the Oilers, hey, listen, it's another first-class organization, too. Great people there. Um, and, you know, I'm excited for them, for sure. And, uh, you know, it's like two different ways of looking at this, right? The Flames are on one model and the Oilers are another. And both models are, you know, are running along pretty good right now. So it's exciting. Yeah. Yeah, it was. Uh, we were all pulling for uh, – I was talking to Elliot Friedman when – when Brandon signed there, we were all pulling from, uh, you know, and, uh, you know, it took a lot of courage for him even to get to where he got to and that, well, right. Yeah. Oh. It, exactly. I think it's, uh, you know, he, he, he worked hard to get back to that point. A lot of, you know, until you're around someone personally that is experiencing that and, and going through that coming out of COVID, uh, you really don't know. Yeah. Right. And, and, him obviously being my son and you see it and and you're right there a lot helping him through it and uh you know and it, it can really you know it really it really puts things in perspective right and 
So I was very proud of him to, as we all were, to see him get back to, to that level. And then, but it was just that every day thing, doing it day and day, 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 you know, yeah. it eventually, you know, he started noticing little things coming back and it wasn't worth it. Right. And at that point he was, uh, you know, he was, he needed to, you know, he needed to step away. Right. And uh, it's kind of similar to Jonathan Tay's situation. Right. So, yeah. um, so it's, yeah. Anyway, he's, he's doing well. And uh, you know, he has a family, very young family and uh, he's got a lot of great things happening for him around, you know, around in his life right now. And uh, he needs to focus in on that. Yeah. Do you think, if you don't mind me asking, do you think he'll get involved with you guys or kind of get back in a game and maybe a development role or something like that? If, uh, I don't know, if you don't no, know, I don't know. that, but um, yeah. people are cheering for him and would love to see him because obviously you guys being involved in hockey is, uh, is always a great thing. So, yeah, that, that's going to be his call. I mean, yeah. uh, you know, I, I, him and I have had mild discussions on it, uh, you know, but number one is his health. Uh, right you know, and his, and his family. And that's first and foremost. And, um, getting to that point is, is, uh, you know, is the, to where he's feeling good every, you know, like a normal person would, uh, that's first and foremost. And, uh, um, you know, for him and his family and, uh, and all, you know, his loved ones around him. So, um, you know, I don't know. I, it, it's going to be his decision. Like I, uh, like I said, we've had brief discussions on it. And when, if it's something he chooses to do and something he wants to do, he knows it's here for him if he wants it. And that's, that's kind of why I'll leave it up. Nice. Nice. That's uh, nice. Nice to hear. Um, Brent, thanks for your time. Really appreciate it. Uh, it's definitely uh, an honor and um, very grateful and blessed to uh, have these conversations with you. So uh, I really appreciate it. And then, uh, all the best tonight and, and tomorrow night and the rest of the year and uh, good luck in the playoffs when, uh, when that hits. Um, and uh, hopefully I'll be able to maybe finally meet you in person soon, but uh, we'll, uh, yeah, I'll get out to Red Deer. Um, when it yeah. is off. So, but uh, thanks for everything you do. And uh, thanks for everything you guys do in, uh, in and out of hockey here. So all the best. Yeah. No, thanks buddy. And thanks for having me on anytime, pal.